This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Everybody Lies, our house mid podcast, uh, MD. Hey there, cool cats and kittens. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, this uh I think that House would like to feed uh Stacy's husband to the tigers. Yep. He doesn't seem very fond of them. Um so as in this episode, as we we learned last episode, House has agreed to take on Stacy, his ex-girlfriend's new husband, as a patient, Mark uh, Warner, no relation to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I, I just want to clear that up. But thank you. He, um, the episode begins with uh, Stacy and House at a restaurant. And we've learned that Mark Warner's been avoiding him and and everything seems afraid of him, although he won't admit it. Um, I think this is like the opening scene's a little kind of ridiculous in the fact. Yes, it's kind of very ridiculous. <laughs> like he sits down and all of a sudden they're just like sniping at each other. They have never met each other. He like uh Stacy's husband basically says like oh I thought you'd be bitter and everything because you know Stacy married me. Well House And then he grabbed her hand and started kissing it. Yeah. Well House broke up with her because of the decision that she made like long before she met him. So I don't I don't like it's not like he stole it's not like they were competing for her in college or something and she chose Mark. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's a, uh, it's a pretty ridiculous, uh, set of circumstances and the way they act is really, is really ridiculous. Although I guess the way I guess house is, is justified because house is trying to goad him. Justified. (laughs) Yeah. House isn't justified, right? No, he wasn't, unfortunately. But I think, I think he's trying to goad, uh, Mark so that he, so that he drinks, because uh, as we find out, House has drugged his drink. And Stacy knows this right away because she knows that good old House is always drugging people. Yeah. House, That's how they met. House has a bit of a uh, Bill Cosby vibe to him. Uh, this will not Speaking be the... of drugging people, uh, have you seen the Louis C.K. thing yet? No, no, I haven't. Actually, I don't think he drug people. You're right. Bill Cosby's the right one. Uh, yeah, I've got to gotta watch that. Uh, I'm, uh, I think Carol and I are going to watch that tonight, actually. Uh, and we've got to watch the new episode of Better Call Saul tonight, too. Oh, it was very good. So we record Sunday usually, so Sunday gets pretty busy for us. So anything that airs on Sunday, or what, we usually watch that on, on um, Monday. Or Aren't Tuesday. you a busy little beaver? <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, yeah, this is not, this is, I think this probably is the first time we've, We've seen house drug somebody, but it will not be the last time that he doses somebody. A wacky house. Yeah. So he uh, he he drugs them, uh, and immediately the the uh, ambulance from Princeton Plainsboro shows up, and he uh, you know he packs them in there uh, and says, "Oh, I told you I'd you know I'd examine them." So uh, they figured this is the only way that it could happen. 
I bet if you could re-edit that scene with like a laugh track, you could totally make it a sitcom instead of a drama. Oh, it's absolute farce. The whole scene is a complete farce. Like it's almost like they thought that they wouldn't be picked up for another season. They're just like throwing everything they could, like all up in your face, like that they thought was funny. Like ah, this house guy, he's a fucking weirdo. Seriously, they had Carmen Electra in the last episode. They were they were really throwing hail marys. Sure. But uh, yeah, so then uh, they take him to the hospital. Uh, his symptoms are uh, sudden mood swings, infantile regression. <laughs> abdominal pain and he's fainted a couple times so yeah and he's he's already been checked out and the other doctors have said that it's like some kind of stress related thing which he tends to agree with he's a, a teacher i believe with a lot of you know parents and children to deal with yep plus his wife's trying to fuck house <laughs> yeah i like the i like the chemistry between seal award and hugh laurie i think I think they play off of each other pretty well. And also the chemistry between CeeLo Green and uh, Hugh Laurie. <laughs> I've been around, around town with the girl I love. I'm like, fuck you. Um, Everybody last too. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, um, I'm trying to think what the, what's the first thing they do. You remember what the first thing they test for is? They redo all the tests they initially did, right? And they kind of they they uh, they do exploratory surgery and House like rewatches it, you know, while eating a pizza because you know he's a psychopath. That's um, right, yeah. And, th- and then he finds something that he think is like some kind of paralyzed muscle tissue. So they think it's either um, like early onset uh, Alzheimer's or encephalitis. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do some kind of tests to rule out the uh, the fact that it's Alzheimer's. I don't remember what the test is. Um, but they they don't think it's that. But then stuff like this, they're not really sure about that either. So what are they? What classic move do they pull information about the patient? Yep, they go to his house. And uh, uh, what's her name? Stacy has set out cookies because she uh, she apparently was well aware of a house's proclivity <laughs> to send his students to break into people's houses. Yep, Foreman and Chase go to uh, go to the house and. They... <laughs> I almost forgot. Uh, there's a th- see that I thought was pretty funny was uh, when um, Cameron was like trying to do like uh, an impression of House. It just is like the worst impression ever. <laughs> yeah. and, she, and, she, and she's like, "I'm Foreman. I steal cars or something." And he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm shooting milk on my nose." It's so funny. It's just, like, <laughs> weird. Oh my god! Yeah, it's not quite. Uh, it's not quite my Mr. Rice impression, but uh, you. Know. You mean your Mr. DeVito impression? <laughs> Hey, Riga, get out of there. Um, but I, I don't know. The the taxi years is the the, the best that I can do uh, for, yeah. for DeVito. You, you definitely don't have the Philadelphia accent and uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I need to watch more episodes of that. It, with that takes episode. place in Philadelphia. Does it? Always. Okay. Well, sunny that's interesting. Out. Philadelphia. I've been talking about that. Actually, no, it doesn't always take place in Philadelphia. They go to like New Jersey sometimes. Well, that that makes sense. They're they're aren't they in the mob or something? Isn't that that show? <laughs> have you really? I think you've seen the show. I have. I'm just joking. No, they. Uh, they I know they bar, own a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny DeVito is their financier. And they get a gun one time because uh, they there's a bunch of robberies. 
Yeah, it's been honest, the past few se- last couple, maybe last three seasons haven't been all that great. There's been some fun episodes, but in general, it's just really kind of fallen off. I feel. And that one guy gets jacked and claims that he did it naturally, and I don't, I don't know if I believe him. Oh no, he he basically said he just took like an entire like uh, did nothing but focus like on like his fitness for mm-hmm. the whole you know year. Right. Like he would like you know get eight hours of sleep every day and like train like five days a week and just you know eat this crazy like you know diet and stuff. So I believe it. I mean, he seems to be able to to adjust his weight. You know, usually that's a good indicator that you could also gain muscle. I feel that people like that like are like mesomorphs. You know, where they're uh, right. They're really good at like changing their body mass. Yeah. I wonder if he took any testosterone, though, because that's not technically... Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. he had his age. Yeah, because, I mean, that's not, that's not, to, not like anabolics or anything. No, we'd have to have Matt compare this to previous episodes to see if there's any uh, accidental doodad shots, and then he can compare the size <laughs> to see if, you know, there's some indication that there's a shrinkage, because I think testosterone will do that. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> If that's the case, then shouldn't you brag about having tiny balls? No one's ever like, ooh, they're like BBs down there. I'm so uh, full of testosterone. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. That's weird that no one, uh, that it, first of all, it's weird that it does that. And it's weird that nobody ever mentions it. So, Oddly enough, I, I also think testosterone is the chemical responsible for uh, the penis stopping growing. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I read that somewhere. I don't know where I was reading that. My penis growth uh, quarterly, probably. Well, I'm pretty low on testosterone, so. Huh. Uh, that's all I want to say. No, I'm just <laughs> No, I probably have an average amount of testosterone. Um, but, that's great. <laughs> but uh, that's my my new euphemism. Um, so, you know, House, uh, I, I remember House is like, uh, you know, he's thinking and he goes up to the roof where uh, where Stacy finds him. Uh, and she says, oh, you know, I knew you'd be up here on the roof. <laughs> He's like, I've been up here in five years. Right. It's so it's, it's kind of funny the way she says that because, you know, we're all like, what, why would he be on the roof? <laughs> but apparently that's what he used to do, uh, before his leg was all fucked up. Uh, is he liked, uh, the stair machine, I guess. Uh, but now not anymore. <laughs> what if now he just wouldn't sit by the stair machine? Right. Like, you know, like, well, you know, it's implying that I'd be climbing stairs into the roof. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes to the, he goes to the, then they called him the stairmaster. <laughs> but he's, uh, they have, they have quite a moment, uh, there. The, a lot of this episode is. Yeah. And then, uh, and then a house jumps off the roof and he dies. And that's how the show ends. Yep. That's the season finale. And then it's over. Um, so they, uh, you know, they, he talks to Foreman and Chase and basically they say that, um, oh, you know, we didn't find anything in his house. They always, this happens so often where they're like, oh, we didn't find anything. And then they rattle on, uh, they basically recap the scene that they were into house. And, uh, he's like, wait a second. Didn't you think that this was significant? Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, wait a second. Don't you think that container marked biohazard meant something? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, House. Ah. I don't know why we didn't think of it. But he's, he says that, um, first of all, the, uh, you know, that like him and Warner all, you know, they're going back and forth to each other and everything as usual. And he mentions how 
he took Stacy on her dream honeymoon to Paris and and everything and and he, he even like <laughs> even vividly describes fucking her in the hotel room and stuff. It's really messed up. But um you know, House is talking to uh, the guys, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know the the exercise bike or whatever was, you know, all you know, whatever." And the 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 um, kitchen was half finished, and all that stuff. And then um, it's like you're painting a scene with words or work. If if you can't tell, this is not one of my favorite episodes. (laughs) But uh, so then, you know, he says to Stacy, the aha moment comes when he's he's saying to Stacy, he's like, you know, well, he must be a good guy. He took you to Paris and everything. She's like, what what are you talking about? He fucked you in the car on your honeymoon. (laughs) Right. He tore the dress off you. Yeah. Don't wear any underwear that day. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, She's like, what are you talking about? He didn't take me to Paris. And he realizes that he's having hallucinations. And now, suddenly, he knows what's wrong with him. It's the madness of King George. Uh, acute intermittent porphyria. Uh, and so... Sounds all right. But he can't prove it because the way you have to do it is uh, you have to get a urine sample uh, during an attack and at this point, Mark Warner's like, you know, fuck you. I want to leave. And, and then someone goes, hey, do you know that Mark guy from Massive Late Fee? You have the same name. And he's like, no, that's not me. That's not me. Yeah. He said, no relation. <laughs> no relation. I get that all the time. Uh, um, and then Marky Mark. Yep. Marky Mark uh, also constantly gets that. People ask if we're the same person a lot of times. Because I, because oh, I, I take, because I, I take, uh, <laughs> I take anabolic steroids and work out constantly, and uh, and a talk like this, I, I'm from Boston. I don't know. That wasn't a good market market. <laughs> nope. We know what's next. So we're gonna we're gonna get a whole uh, rotation here, Mark. After yeah. Danny DeVito, some Marky Mark. You ever see that movie Pain and Gain? Fishburne. Do you ever see that movie Pain, Pain, Pain and Gain? Gain? I don't think so. Oh. Who's in it? It's Marky Mark, The Rock, and uh, The Falcon. I can't remember his real name. The Falcon? Anthony Mackie. Oh, wow. I don't think I've seen a movie with any either of those people in it. Maybe I saw The Scorpion King? Oh, and oh no, Ma- no. I saw the other guys with Marky Mark. And Michael Bay directed it. Oh, jeez. What's this movie called? <laughs> Pain Box and- Office Poison? Pain, Pain and, and Game. Game. That's right. It's... It's based off a true story of these. No, it's not. It is. It's based off a true story of these fitness people who kidnapped this guy. Uh, they wanted to ransom him to get his money, basically. And they end up killing people. There's a lot of drugs involved and stuff. And they, they ended up getting arrested. But they're like morons. Like th- these people that actually committed these crimes are like certifiable idiots. And, and you know, they should have put in this movie. This movie doesn't... The Barbarian Brothers. Right. This movie doesn't treat this subject matter, like this real-life thing where people died, with any seriousness at all. It's basically like a farce making fun of it. I, 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 like, it's like Michael Cohen... Or, uh, Michael Cohen. It's, Michael Cohen. It's like... What's the up to these days? 
It's like Michael Cohen, uh, you know, uh, went uh, Tech 69 or whatever the fuck that guy's name is and tattled on everyone. No, it's like um, Michael Bay saw a Cohen Brothers movie or saw a lot of Cohen Brothers movies and was like, oh, I want to make a movie like that, but had no idea how to do it. <laughs> Because I could imagine with the, the actual story of what happened, I could imagine the Coen brothers making a darkly humorous movie that was good. And they would have got the fucking Barbarian Brothers. They should have, yes. Uh, but speaking of the Barbarian Brothers, Mark and House, um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, so he... He's like, you know, I want to go and everything, and and you know, I'm not I'm not waiting to have a you know a incident or whatever so he can get this you know test. And House basically says, what he he needs to inject him with something, right, in order for it. Like uh, a cocktail of like different like drugs that will set off one of these attacks. Yeah, and he's like, you're not you know putting me that stuff in me and everything. And then Stacy does it. Like she basically does the same thing she did the House. I mean, in a roundabout way, she violates well, this is an awkward conversation here, house. But... <laughs> she violates uh, her husband's wishes and and, um, you know, she injects him with the thing. And then uh, house takes a needle since the guy's not peeing house takes a needle, jabs it right in his bladder, <laughs> takes urine out of there in order to test it. Uh, lo and behold, he does have acute intermittent porphyria and, uh, they prescribe the treatments and supposedly he'll be fine. Um, isn't he paralyzed though? Well, he's, yeah, he, he, he's got, he's not paralyzed. Like he's not permanently paralyzed. He's got, oh, I um, see. He, he's got some rehab to do, uh, which, we will see next season because he's coming back uh, next season. Yeah, because they hire her. I assume she was already an attorney at the hospital when we, you know, when we first see her, like in the last episode, like in the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah I, just like Cuddy sure. hires her on the spot as like their general counsel, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. It's like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Of. Yeah, basically, Cuddy's like, well, you know, your husband's going to have to be here to do his rehab. And I mean, you want to flirt with House more, right? So, right. So instead of driving, you know, to see him every day, why don't you just work here? Because uh, that'll that'll be good for everybody. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great idea. I think Cuddy really wants to get her back together with House. Maybe. But um, House makes a remark in this episode that he uh, he got funky, as they say, with uh, Cuddy once. I don't know if it's a joke or did that actually happen. Well, that is the subject of much debate. I don't I don't know if we ever get an actual definitive answer from stuff that happens later in the series. My guess is yes, that at least one time when they were in college they had sex. But it's it's va- it's vague enough that you could interpret it either way. Fair enough. So it was the first season. Uh, it's bookended by paralysis. Yes, exactly. With uh, Robin Tooney of the craft, who we intentionally, uh, you know, we did that movie because we knew this was coming up. Yep, exactly. And we're doing uh, a movie see. with Stacy or with CeeLo Ward too, and CeeLo Green. Yes, and CeeLo Green. <laughs> it's called Sea High, Sea Low. <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know any of his other songs, so I can't. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, with uh, Gnarls Barkley, the crazy song. That was like the huge hit. Like, oh, yeah. You know, maybe 10 years. That made yeah, me crazy. Awesome. And also, um, I think he is, he's in like some, uh, he was in a group. It was, was it Casey and JoJo? No, that doesn't make sense because his name's not Casey. Jodeci, maybe? I don't remember. He was in like one of those kind of groups, too. Didn't Casey and JoJo do that, like, uh, oh, my yep. life? <laughs> yes, and I think they were from another group as well. I don't remember which group they split off from. And maybe Belbiv DeVoe. I don't know if that's true. Probably could be. I feel like I need a chart in front of me for this part. If you want to do a, uh, <laughs> if you want to do a Celia Ward um, uh, film for uh, for dumpster diving, we could do the uh, the 1987 hit "Hello Again" with Shelley Duvall or Shelley Long. <laughs> No, thank you. What about uh, that one movie she's in? It's uh, it's actually she's a starring role. It's called Celia. Lady. <laughs> what about Double Jeopardy? Uh, I think I saw that movie. Is that the one with Ashley Judd? Yeah, but this this is not the uh, this is not that one. Oh my god! I know I've told this story before, but that every time I can't help but think of uh, I can't remember what movie I was. I, I want to see when. Uh, Double Jeopardy came out because I know there's a movie that like the same week what movie came out because I was going there to see a different movie but then some guy just like on the way out he's like oh what are you gonna go see and he's like I just saw Double Jeopardy it was like the most amazing movie ever <laughs> no I mean some random strangers gonna like just walk up to me and endorse it I guess I'll give it a shot <laughs> and it was just terrible oh my god well this is the 1992 thriller uh, directed by Lawrence Schiller and starring Rachel Ward. Uh, Celia Ward and Bruce Boxleiter. <laughs> huh, that's a good question. What do you want to do for dumpster diving? It came out uh, on September 11th, 1992, making it the worst thing to happen on September 11th. Oh, 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 Actually, I, I saw something interesting. Uh, someone made like a chart that they put on Reddit. It was of uh, of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and like it had every episode ranked, you know, and like it said, like what, it had a color chart as like you know what the different colors meant, and like the very worst episode got like an eight point something. So you know how you often watch like the worst episode of a show, mm-hmm. which is I think it's episode uh, ten, season three. My guess would be it's Fly. Just guessing, but I don't really know what it is. Oh yeah, could, uh, that's that's divisive. That's a divisive episode. Yeah, I, I don't. It, that's an uncomfortable episode to watch because he really does convey like the feeling of like being stuck there all day, you know. Yeah, and it just it just like oh, it makes me uncomfortable. But you mean season? You said season ten. You mean season? Um... Season three, episode ten. Yeah, season three, episode ten. Uh let me see, episode ten. Uh, Breaking Bad. Let's see what it is. It is Fly. You're right. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure... I, I don't really want to watch that then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... It just, that's just, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a bad episode, but like some things, it just really disturbs me in, in the way that it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a sign that it's something good. You know, it's a... Ryan, is, how do you press it in? Ryan Johnson? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. And just the spelling throws me off. Yeah. Um. Good. Uh. But like, also another movie he did that I really, really liked was Brick. I don't know if you ever saw that one. It's with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I haven't seen Brick. I've heard Brick's good, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's really good. It's like a, it's like a noir kind of like vibe, but it's like at a high school. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, but the acting's good. The writing's good. I like it. Um, and I know he did Looper, which I didn't see. And obviously, he did like the star, one of the Star Wars, or maybe two of them. Isn't he doing like new Star Wars or something? He did the he did um, the Last Jedi, and then I think he's supposed to. I think they go. I think those got canceled though. I think he was going to do other Star Wars movies, but they got canceled. And then he did Knives Out. Oh yeah, I heard that was good. I didn't see it. But Knives Out is good. Yeah, for sure. I like I like that movie. Was uh, did the most? Uh, did, I feel that I should know the answer to this, but did the last Star Wars movie come out yet? Yes. And then did you I not hope like so. it? Or did you I like hope it? so. I mean, the proposed <laughs> last one. <laughs> yeah, the last of the trilogy came out. Yeah, it's uh, not good. No. No, it's so it's, it's consistent. Yeah, you're telling me pretty much. Yeah. I I I didn't mind. I liked the Force Awakens, which was the the first new one they put out. And then I didn't like the Last Jedi, and I did not like uh, the Rise of Skywalker, which was the the new one. J.J. Abrams came back to do that one, and I'll tell you what the um, I I don't like. So I think I bet I bet this one's got a goddamn ghost in it, right? Actually, it does. Yes, it has several ghosts in it. <laughs> um. But I think Star Wars has been creatively bankrupt since like 1980. <laughs> so since the Empire Strikes Back came out, yeah, and, I think maybe they just needed two movies. Yeah, I know that's that's the thing. Is so like I said, I like. The Don't main- you feel they could have done most of like the prequels and the uh, the sequels to the original trilogy? That could have just all been like a big like long crawl of words at the beginning or the end of the respective movies. Yep. I, I do. I, oh, and, and then and then his 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 son or his nephew or something uh, was also a Jedi, but he was bad, and then he became good. Yeah the the Mandalorian is I like the Mandalorian because it's it takes place in that world, but it really has nothing to do with the you know grand mythos or whatever. That's the problem is that there is there's a decent sci fi world. That exists. I mean, they're fantasy novels, but like, it, yes, or fantasy, I disagree that it's fantasy, sci-fi, fantasy movies. But there's like, but the world, like you know, other planets and and stuff like that, is decent. But the there's no great like this nine episode nine uh, movie arc is not a great story arc. <laughs> it's just it's it's a very very simple, not very interesting story arc, in my opinion. And okay, I think uh, Game of Thrones, even though like the the last uh, couple seasons maybe like really tapered off. I mean, you, they really did a great job of like you know slowly telling a story. Like it's a very mm-hmm. long story that became better as it went along. And like Star Wars, where it's like oh, okay, and then the exact same thing happened again, and then the exact same thing happened again, and uh, we're good. Yep. See that? Oh wait, wait, wait! Something's happening. When people look back on this and in. in- film class or, or whatever, just more likely just, you know, morons on YouTube. <laughs> I think this will be studied more in a marketing class than a film class in yeah. like 20, 30 years. Cause but, you want to have all the people who grew up with it, you know, that think it's like the most, you know, spectacular thing. Right. But when they look back on it, when they look back on star Wars and they look back on the Marvel movies, say what you will about the Marvel movies, but they're like, it's a contrast. None of the Star Wars movies were planned out at at all, basically. Like, they didn't... So, J.J. Abrams was a perfect person for this, is what you're saying. (laughs) Yes, exactly. 
But they didn't plan this franchise out. They they just they were like George Lucas made one movie and he was like, you know, I have this idea for more movies, but I don't think they're ever going to let me make any more movies and um, you know, I don't really understand uh, people's emotions and what their facial expressions mean and everyone seems I, I, everyone seems mad at me so I don't think they're gonna let me make any more movies. I feel that writers move uh, you know meetings like when they're coming up with a script uh, for these like there's like some studio executive like walking around like pacing like frantically smoking going come on we need a cute animal for this yeah exactly exactly and that's basically what they they're they're built on so there's there's not good cohesion between the movies the marvel movies you know say what you will about them good or bad one thing that they did that i think is good at least for the type of thing they were trying to do is that kevin feige uh and i mean he had an advantage More like feige <laughs> he he had an advantage because you know he had comic book source material to work off of but they were all planned out like the whole the whole arc of you know from the first movie from Iron Man um to the last movie that they did with Thanos and everything that was all planned out how it was going to build how they you know they they loop in together and, and stuff like that and you know a lot a lot of the directors were given limited amount of creative freedom which is why when they tried to work with really great directors like Edgar Wright that that has that have a lot of very creative original ideas they end up parting ways with them because they can't fit into the, you know, the Marvel like cookie cutter way of doing things. What but what movie was he supposed to do? Ant-Man. That would have been really great, I think. Yeah, Ant-Man maybe the most boring of the Marvel movies because it's just it's a very generic Marvel film, but I would have watched it if, if Edgar Wright had uh, directed it, but I imagine his use of like, you know, the camera would have been like amazing, like especially with all the different symmetrical aspects and, you know, sides and stuff, it'd just be brilliant. There's a couple Like it'd be like Baby Driver but for visuals instead of audios. Yeah. There's a couple things, a couple shot, like a couple scenes in the movie. Uh, and a couple ideas in the movie that I think are left over from the script that he wrote because they seem very... Like that part where uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost show up and drink? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they show up in an English pub and Ant-Man runs past them and they're like, uh, hey, did you see and that And a gelato falls on him. <laughs> right? Did you see that tiny guy? Um, <laughs> and then Nick Frost just shrugs and uh, t- tosses his glass over his shoulder. Uh, <laughs> But um but yeah so like the for instance there's a part where um the final fight in Ant-Man spoilers for Ant-Man I guess the final fight uh takes place on a children's playset which is like uh it's a train set with some you know some other toys around it and it's really kind of fun the way it's shot cuz there's like this this huge climactic battle between two you know uh shrunken human beings going on and everything and there's this train coming and the music's really exciting. And then they just pull back to like as a wide shot of the child's room and the train just kind of like lazily falls over because it's just a wooden train. <laughs> and it's like so like that like that idea, I think, is left over from um, from Edgar Wright's, uh, you know, original script. But yeah, so there's a couple things like that that I'm like, that's an Edgar Wright idea. But most Did of he get any kind of credit on that. Yeah, I think they gave him a story or something. Yeah, I think they gave him a story by credit or or they might have even given him a screenplay credit with uh, the, you know, the people that rewrote it, too. Gotcha. 
But yeah, it was, uh, you know, like I said, it's very generic mostly, but there's a couple flashes. Uh, but that's been house. <laughs> yeah, so overall, what do you think of the season? You, I thought it was okay. You know, it's it's uh, it does definitely get into like the routine, like procedural uh, mm. heavily times, which is good and bad. It's nice because you don't have really to pay a lot of attention. It's like, oh, it wasn't what it was. So, I mean, you know, you know, clearly, you, you know what's going to happen in this episode. Yeah, I think first season overall is pretty good. It, one of the stronger seasons of uh, of the show. Um, yeah, I think season two and season three, I think, are also very strong. Um, then it starts to lose its path a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I thought it was a very strong season. What you're, what you're saying is out of the eight seasons of House, five of them are bad, and we're going to be watching all of them. <laughs> well, f- I, I don't know if I'd say bad. They're they get uneven. So there's good episodes and there's bad episodes. One of my favorite episodes of all time, I think is in season six, maybe Um, season six, season seven, something like that, Uh, which is a, a, it's an episode called locked in. It's a really good episode. Um, So they, they are definitely capable of having great episodes of television, but it gets, it gets a little uneven and it, they go, they just rely too much on Hugh Laurie is basically what they do because I mean, yeah, He's a good actor. He's a fun character. He plays it great. You know, it's he's fun to watch regardless of what's happening. They get a little ridiculous in their writing. And then Brian Singer. Uh, oh, I heard this. I heard a great joke from Red Letter Media. <laughs> so I'm stealing this joke from Red Letter Media. But um, they were like, uh, oh, um, I heard that Brian Singer uh, contracted COVID-19. But he was holding out for COVID seventeen, or maybe uh, COVID sixteen. <laughs> huh. Yeah, because he, you know, young boys. Um, that's oh. our that's our Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just imagine like a Hollywood like executive like that's our Brian, like him like a little noogie and like just hands like a sack full of cash. <laughs> that guy has, was given a lot of chances. Uh, after not making many good movies. Here's the hilarious idea that would never happen. We make a, uh, a, a comedy about like studio execs during like the uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Oh, come on. <laughs> Everything that happens just like a sitcom joke. So like, yeah. uh, yeah, the, um, <laughs> so they're like, they're going to be an episode where, um, okay, we're ready. Uh, Cosby's going to do this Netflix special. We're going to bring him out there, you know, third wave of a career resurgence and everything. Uh, you know, uh, what's, uh, is, is he in the, uh, is he in the lobby? Yeah. He's with the secretary right now. They come out and the secretary's just passed out. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you just see him like, like doing something with his belt. You're not quite sure, you know, if he's taking it off or putting it back on. Yeah. This will never be made by anyone. <laughs> It would be so good. Oh, if I could find a, you know what? I wish I had animation skills. If anyone out there that listens to this has animation skills and you want to share in revenue, if we ever get monetized by YouTube, contact me and we'll start putting together videos that are, uh, that are animated and, uh, you know, we'll do Mike and you and I can do voices and stuff like that. And we, we can make this. Cause I, I feel that's the only way it would really be made is, is animated. Possibly. Oh, I want to do it. So if you, if you're an animator out there, 
contact us. Let's let's get something. Computer animation. I can't do it. I'm terrible at, at art. So and terrible talking on uh podcasts, as you can tell. <laughs> so, you know, the only thing that I can do really well is a Danny DeVito impersonation. So give me that chance with animation. Yes. Uh what did he call uh what, time Ellen? What did he call <laughs> what did he call Mary Lou Henner? On uh, Taxi. Uh, I don't even know what her character's name was. Mary Lou Henner. Yeah. I, I bet she'd remember. I don't know. Like, he called her, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know. Johnny Dangerously or something. <laughs> you know, your last name's an adverb. It's a great line. Um. So, anyway. Are you aware that uh, Mary Lou Henner has, like, in, uh, a photographic memory? Does she? Yeah, apparently, like she's notorious for this. Like I listened to uh, the Gilbert Gottfried podcast as she was on it, and I'd heard them mention this before. But like, yeah, she can like recall like specific days. Like you can give her a day, and she will be able to tell you what she did on that day. Wow, that's great. Like she's like yeah, like she was like like whatever. Like I don't know how like she didn't realize it was like uncommon, I guess, until like later in life. But yeah, she just has like a crazy memory. Well, Mary Lou Henner, if you are listening to this, uh, why don't you? Come and be on the show. We'll interview you. And you can tell us what your character's name was on Taxi and what Danny DeVito called you. And then you can also rate my Danny DeVito impersonation. Why don't you just do the impersonation and we'll claim it's Danny DeVito's podcast and she'll never know. Hey, Mary Lou, come come on the show. (laughs) That can be her thing. We'll just, uh, just just first of all, how would how how would she hear your voice? I mean, it's not like you had a her number or anything. (laughs) You'll send you'll send an audio message on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I don't know if you can do that. Can you? I'm gonna cut this piece of audio out on Twitter. I'm gonna add her at it every day, and then put it under a picture of Danny DeVito. Yep. Like make a like make a video with with a Danny DeVito image. Or just him talking, but it just doesn't match up whatsoever. Yep. Mary Lou, come on the show. Uh, this is what I call you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's uh, that is or, our. So it will match up. You just find like a line from Taxi and then change the words. I mean, it might not be the most cohesive sentence you've ever heard, but you know, like you know, just words that rhyme with like, like, hey, go get the cab. Like oh. you'll change the word cab to like, I don't know. Be crap. on our sh- be on our show it would be fab. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, Mary Lou Henner, come on the show. I don't even know if he calls her Mary Lou in real life. Does he just call her Mary? What do people call he, her? I think, he, I think he calls her that bitch. <laughs> oh, I know that's a Carol Baskins again. My apologies. <laughs> that bitch again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel like she doesn't get along with somebody from the cast. <laughs> Maybe it's Tony Danza. I mean, can you imagine anyone? Tony Danza just seems like he's like getting something past someone with his career. Don't you feel that way? Absolutely. Like you never look at it like, oh my god, I wish I had some someone Tony Danza's level for this. That guy, that guy couldn't remember a name other than Tony. Yeah, as you point out, all his characters' names are Tony. Yeah. So. Like, I mean, and you're an actor. Like, how how did you how'd you get through doing that? Just that alone. Doesn't it look like somebody like took like a like a one of the guys on the crew and just like suddenly like, oh shit, we need a, we need someone to do this part. Get in there. Like every single time. Seriously, that's it that it's very much seems like that on taxi. 
where they were just <laughs> where they're just like, hey, that guy hammering a board up there. Let's get him down there and have him sit there. He looks like a cab driver. He was actually fixing the cabs uh, during the uh, takes. <laughs> I don't know what he did on the show. I, I didn't really watch it. Uh, Riga. <laughs> right. was, that, was that Danny DeVito or Tony Danza? <laughs> Which of you you decide? Whatever it sounded, <laughs> whatever it sounded closest to. Is that the new game you're preparing, Tony or Danny? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I I have an I have an idea, and I'm I have an idea of a game that I'll play for you on the main show. Um, but uh, but I um I don't want to tell you exactly how it ties in because I don't want uh, you to be able to study up for it. You rascal. All right, I'm going to take a lot of this and turn it into a video, I think. <laughs> Especially talking about the okay. Star Wars shit and stuff. <laughs> oh, but anyway, yeah. Episode or season one of House. Uh, we'll be back for season two. Um, and we'll be more Seal Award, more Mark Warner, more uh, House shenanigans. Will he... Uh, will he like in a porn? Ted, Ted Danson will show up telling you that you're not supposed to fuck yet. Yep. Will he? Will House like in a Pornhub video be able to uh, you know steal Stacy Warner, or will his stepsister get in the way? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I saw this uh, thing on. I think it was the Tribe. It was just like funny, like Pornhub comments. It was like you know a bunch of pictures. They were pretty hilarious. Yeah, I saw a um, I saw some video, and it was like what it's like being a step stepbrother in 2020 or something like that. And <laughs> this guy walking around, and the like his his quote unquote stepsister comes up to him, and she's like, she's like, oh stepbrother, why are you playing this game? Can, I I need to reach this thing, stepbrother. And like she just keeps like doing that stuff, right? And at one point he's like, slower. At one point he's like, why do you keep calling me stepbrother? Just call me Nick. That's my name. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, finally, she's like, can't you see I want to fuck you? You know, he's like, that's gross. You know, she's like, we're not related. And he's like, it's gross, though. We grew up together. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. I feel that in general they they are new step step siblings in the videos. Yeah, that you, can, you can't. It's hard to avoid those things. Like everything you type in, it'll have like a step uh, sibling variation. Yeah, exactly. You type I in. Bet. You type in S because you're looking for uh you know sexy pictures of flower loving <laughs> flower loving uh you know uh, I don't know albinos and you get stepsister. You ever, uh, did I ever tell you about this time uh, Matt uh, made an alarming discovery about a uh, adult video he had downloaded? No. <laughs> what was okay, it? Uh, that the it video was, was called... Be- that it featured okay. women? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're not far off. Okay. Okay, it was a video called The Buttfuck Train. It involved three people. <laughs> How long would it take you to think that at least two of those people are men? Well, they, uh, you... <laughs> It would have to be, right, if it's a train. Because it took Matt a little bit of time to figure out that at least two of these people were men. Oh, God. Oh. I don't know why he would tell me that story. If that happened to me, I would never say it out loud. Oh, my God. 
Oh, he was doing his own, uh, what, what was it, meat swing or something? Uh, meat spin. Meat spin, right. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Now you're going to see that every time you uh, hear uh, ride, baby. Ride now. <laughs> yep. Oh, all right. Anytime you watch The Wedding right. Singer, it's in The Wedding Singer. <laughs> oh, we should edit that in. <laughs> We should edit that into that part of the wedding singer. <laughs> if I could, if I could get away with putting that on YouTube, which there's no you way can't. we could, I would, I would edit that into that scene. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, this episode brought to you by Meatspin.com. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right, bye. <laughs>